Hi, this is Chiazan, the prior at Sokokoji Buddhist Monastery. Sokozan offers these talks without expecting anything in return. If you value these talks and would like them to continue, please visit our donate page at www.sokokoji.org. Thank you. Basic sanity. So what is the conventional idea of basic sanity? We've all probably used that at one time or another. Some kind of stability that is uh, that doesn't lose its stability in the midst of um, misorganization or some kind of a chaos coming and going, bad weather. Have pretty good foundation, basic. Some of us are are born with that. The upside of that is we're born with it. We're in pretty good shape, and the rest of the world seems kind of nuts. But we're okay. We continue to go to work. We are kind to our children, respectful and supportive to our, to our mate and to our friends, our relatives, and so on. Sometimes uh, people just have a natural ability to do that. Uh, if they have that, the upside is they have that. The downside is they probably will not go towards the spiritual path, at least not this particular spiritual path, which is uh, supportive in a different way than the theistic form. reasonable somebody brings some chaos in your front door and you're reasonable about it you look at the situation you try to be respectful of their confusion which is something i teach regularly respect your own confusion because if you cover it up then you that uninspected confusion will be out ramped up and be projected onto others and you'll think they're the ones who are confused and they may be but they didn't need your extra uh, layer cake that you sat on their head. Don't do that. And well, easy to say. So how do you how do you don't do that? You you do it by being responsible for the emotions that are coming and going in your mind. This does not mean the ego is responsible. If you're really responsible for your confusion, your emotions, the ego won't be able to get any any fuel or any nutrition or any any support from that. You won't be supporting that because you are just receiving it. That's respect. Respect is received. It can be very complicated. When I say can be, it it is. It's extremely complicated. And those of you who have been practicing for 15, 20 years meditating know how complicated, how difficult this is. And as I've often said, it's going to get worse. I don't mean that it's some kind of pessimism, but it's but what the path that you're on is going to take some work and it's not going to come about in just a um, five or six years. It's going to take longer than that, longer than that, as far as I can see. It certainly has taken me a long time to get even get in a position where I can even presume to teach anything, teach anybody about this. Spent many decades not doing that at all. Just facilitating book studies, Dharma book studies, not presuming to teach directly as I'm doing now. So the basic sanity, sanity is already the case. You don't have to become sane. We have to just, through awareness practice, and this is, there's other ways of doing this, I'm sure, but through awareness practice, 
look at the craziness, look at the insanity, or look at the confusion directly without doing anything with it. It's such a simple thing to say, just so difficult. Because when that emotion, when that difficulty comes up and that emotion starts to create create a lot of wrinkles in your mind in your mind stream, fluctuations, waves, surges in your mind stream, those are are difficult because you can't they don't have a quality uh, that you can actually hang on to them. So but we try anyway and what happens instead of what happens instead of actually hanging on or controlling the, the general sense of discipline or control, uh, we actually create a, a wall between the confusion uh, and our awareness. So it looks like it's working, but it's not. You just sealed it off. What I call cover-ups, all kinds of them. It is about looking at the cover-up. It's about looking at, if you do that, then the awareness that you bring to the cushion, sit down, look at the wall, watch the mind come and go, come and go, come and go, and watch how there's something happening other than um, the, the, the uh, surface of the cover-up. There's something you, you need to look at. When I say you need, I'm always giving you the benefit of the doubt. You can do whatever you want. This is not a direct order, as if, I, as if that would mean anything anyway. So observing, looking at, seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, even thinking. Some teachers are trying to get you to get rid of thoughts. I don't have any interest in teaching that way. You don't have to get rid of anything. And for each person, it seems to take a, a different kind of study, a different kind of, of uh, meditation. So that's why we start out with a very simple, radical form. Sit down, hold still, observe. Shikantaza. Very simple. You, as you go along, month after month, year after year, which I hope you do, uh, you may see where you need to adjust that some based on what you're seeing. And if you have a teacher, then you can talk to, to him or her about what's happening, and they may suggest something. Uh, they may suggest you actually go and do another kind of meditation altogether. It's possible. I do that with some people. It's situational. It's very situational. And then there are other forms we do brushing and awareness practice. We do opening the eye mind. We do um, uh, um, contact awareness, which is a, a, a moving dancing form, you might say. Um, and then the, very, the traditional forms of chanting the sutras. And once a year, we even do orioki, which is very traditional form of awareness practice while you are eating. What else do we do? Meditate. We meditate a lot. Who said that? Paushan said that. He had to come all the way from Australia to tell us that. So where is Paushan? Oh, that's right. He's meditating a lot. He's in, he's in a ten day, nine and a half day solitary retreat. He had needed to get special permission to not make the full ten days, so he took a half a day off. But I think he's making that up, isn't he? Nobody's in touch with Dajan. Oh, that's right. He's in retreat. Strict. I mean, it's 
We'll talk to anybody, 10 days. So basic sanity, I, I think it, I could continue to go, but if there is a question about that, especially from uh, uh, people who, are, who work as uh, uh, counselors or any of that kind, that area is a very interesting uh, one. There are questions coming from that area because you're dealing with people in their, in their spinning and their confusion every day and charging a fee for it. In Chevalier, when there's a lot of fluctuation in my mind or in my feelings, that feels like insanity to me. Mm -hmm. is, is the fluctuation itself sanity? Yes. Very good. It is. There isn't anything that isn't sanity. There isn't anything that isn't Buddha nature. That's why it's even in the teaching. It's even the teachings. It is even taught that confusion and realization or or enlightenment or understanding are not separate it looks like it and if you if you go to war with anything then it just gets more painful more difficult that doesn't mean you accept it because as soon as you accept something accept something you cover up uh, you cover it up with the accomplishment of, of uh, accepting it or telling yourself i'm just accepting it i'm just going to accept that undo that I think you said everything is sanity? Everything is Buddha nature, which is basic sanity, yes. If there's a lot of warfare? Yes. What part of that is sanity? That which is seeing the warfare. If you're able to say, I'm sensing warfare in myself, then that is, that, that it's the awareness of that. The warfare is going to come and go. The Buddha nature does not come and go. It's always the case. But you can miss it because it's so ordinary. You can get sucked down into hell, sometimes intense forms of hell that brutalize, where you brutalize yourself and anybody around you because the suffering, because the nerve endings are so abraded. And we just we just want out of here. Feel, the feeling of it is our self-centeredness, our ego mind identifies that feeling. And so when I say be responsible for your emotions, I'm not saying ego-wise. I mean, that may be chattering around and uh, putting post-it notes everywhere. Probably is. Trying to get the attention of the consciousness itself. So it seems to be necessary to sit down, hold still, train the mind to see, to just observe, observe, receive, 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 receive. More? So fixing the sanity is not right. What's your question? Is it possible to fix the sanity, the in insanity? I'm not saying that there aren't some ways of working with it relatively. Uh, some some uh, uh, therapies and psychologies and so on have different approaches to working with that. There have been all kinds. If you go on Wikipedia, I think five or 10 years ago, I think it was 80 different therapies, and now there's 150 to 200. Somebody's always thinking of something. How did, well, maybe we can do this or do that. And those have a relative workability. Sometimes just uh, doing, uh, someone just doing cognitive behavioral work or moral inventory, and those kinds of things that we run into 
uh, in as as those who were her therapists. And you probably get on a whole list of everything, and some that you use and some that you don't use being a therapist. And the same with uh, Sanchu, who's not here right now, I don't think, but uh, or uh, uh, Kelly. So I, I, there's a relative thing that can happen. That's why people have therapists. There are people who are meditators, students of mine who also have a therapist and say, can I have a therapist? I don't care if you have a therapist or not. But the way the therapist is going to work with your situation and the way it's going to come from this direction is going to be different. It's a, sometimes you need some kind of somebody to talk to about the, the, the qualities that are happening in the mind that are just creating distress. Sometimes you need to have some kind of a palliative, maybe even medications. We, we work we work with that relatively. It's ultimate situation, I, I don't know if it can be done without a strong, powerful awareness practice, because otherwise you're just you've, per, you've bought into the relative situation, which is just basic cause and effect science. Not wrong, it's, but it's just relatively correct. And you are not just relative. You are not just a, a human form with a, a brain and, and nerve endings. Way, way more than that without any extension at all. When I say without any extension is because you don't have to extend something that is everywhere and has no dimension. And it does not arise in time and space. Therefore, it cannot pass away. More. So ultimately, there are no goals? Uh, ultimately, relatively. But even in the in the, the Buddhist past, we have a goal to get to the cushion. We have a goal to get to the book study or to study a particular text or to a goal to set up a time. We have a, maybe a job and to try to say, when can I do a, a solitary retreat? When can I, uh, I like that now. No, the blue one. You can keep it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know where I was before Mioka interrupted me. <laughs> About goals. Yes, relatively sure. You need goals. And even, even uh, enlightenment or realization is a kind of goal. But when we get closer and closer to that, we, there's fewer and fewer landmarks, fewer and fewer uh, situations that might make us feel like we're getting to, uh, to our basic preconception about what awakening even is. We have a preconception about awakening, then uh, that's not even close to awakening. You can't preconceive awakening. I mean, you can conceptually, you can come up with a bunch of words about it's nothing in particular, it's everything in general. Um, you go on and on and continue to continue to use words to point at it. And if you're just doing that intellectually, then you're probably not really teaching because because you would not not know how to respond to people's confusion directly and in a helpful way. So, other questions? Underbowing. What is the difference between sanity and awareness? Both concepts, and sanity is a is a relative statement uh, about the entirety that there's the, the stability is already the case. So it's, it's stable, so it's more of a relative idea. And awareness uh, um, that is uh, consciousness, you could say, is, is just 
I'm not suffering from anything. Everything that's here is arising in consciousness. May not look like it because we're so hooked on relative truth. Everything's arising in consciousness. So therefore, if you say, well, awareness, awareness seems to be the way that we use uh, consciousness to look at a particular, in a particular direction. Like I'm aware of you sitting there. I'm aware of the, aware of the incense smoke going over. And I'm aware that uh, Michelle behind you is taking notes. And, uh, and, 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 and uh, you can go on and on. So there's, there's an awareness that, that, um, that is kind of directed that we're uh, some kind of intention to see and receive what that particular thing is happening there. But I'm also, if I allow my, what I call the A spot, the, the, the I spot is what I'm looking at. The A spot is everything else that's around that peripherally, peripherally I can still see and be aware of. So when I look at you, but I, I spread that out, then I see everything and you're, you're relatively insignificant in that area. As everything else is, no, nothing, nothing there has any significance particularly, but everything is present. So that would be a, that would be awareness that is not uh, fixated. More. What is sane? What is sane? Yeah, when you said um, relative, um, it's it, it's stable. What is stable? Um, Just not being have have a basic uh, subtle quality to the to the awareness. The body mind complex is not particularly at war with anything. It's not threatened by relative situations that come and go. So there's some kind of relative sanity. As I described someone, some people are just born um, just fairly stable. And some people are born, quite a few people are born very unstable. And some of them, some people will maintain that stability for a while with alcohol. Because they, if they get really upset, then they can just drink and they feel better. As long as they don't they get into their 30s, they might not be doing so well. Or 40s, if they live that long. All kinds of drugs do the same thing. Anything to take us away to distract us from the basic, you could even call it just an existential dread of just being alive, which shows up in forms as how your father treated you, how, you, how your mother treated you, or didn't treat you, and how just there's the dependent origination is extremely uh, complicated more. Well, I'm still not following what is stable. It, uh, your, uh same ego, um, body mind complex. The, the ego, same? the ego could be involved in that too. So lots of people have have what they, um, even psychologists will call this just a healthy self-image, a healthy, healthy, sane ego. It's pretty hard to ruffle their feathers. You know, quite often, there's a lot of fixation going on there that they're not aware of. That only someone who was who understood what that was could see that. But they also might not be. Having any problems with anything, they don't mind being uh, being locked down. It's more comfortable, safe. So it's just a, a descriptive word. Sane. It's it's always relative. Ultimate the ultimate uh, sanity. We want to use that is no position on anything, including no self, no other. And yet, if there's a living being, all the world can flow through this being. All the suffering, all the pain, all the difficulty, all the all the celebration, all the joy has its way with that particular consciousness, without the self-centered aspect of minding one way or another. What happens? 
not concerned, but not ignoring anything. More. Is it possible to reinforce others' insanity? Sure. Uh, it's all marriage. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke. Uh, but it is in relationship dynamics do work like that to reinforce it and sometimes actually stabilize it because uh, it's a mutual, what do they say, a mutual admiration situation that you kind of use the other person's craziness to stabilize your craziness. It's a, a very interesting area. As a therapist, I'm sure you've seen some of that. How would you describe it? Well, I, I frequently um, hear counseling as listening to somebody. But when we're listening to somebody, we can easily reinforce their insanity. Yes, we can. How do we not reinforce their... Just be aware. Just be aware of it. And don't come up particularly, come up with a technique to not do that. Other than listen, that's the technique. Listen, hear. I don't agree, don't disagree, don't ignore. And the person, depending on their awareness level, their intelligence level, sometimes people are extremely crazy, but also brilliant. So there, that might be the most difficult area to work in because anytime you get close to anything that is the basic difficulty there, they're going to come out fighting because they don't want you to look at that part. They want to, they want to be sane with their ego because they're so smart, they're so proud of themselves. Full of themselves. I just want to ask again uh, in terms of listening to somebody's story and their fixation on it, and you hear yes. it over and over and over again. Yes. Um, it seems like you're reinforcing their insanity. That doesn't matter. You and your situation, um, the, the listening, uh, the they may not be able to go any further with it uh, than than just having somebody to talk to about it. Having you listen and be considerate. And they'll, I'm sure you've noticed, they will kind of give you permission. They'll, sometimes they'll say, help me on this. But if you try to do that, then all the barriers go up because they're afraid. So you just have to take your time on that, work with it very slowly. And, and the most important thing to do with, any, with anyone is to meet them where they're at, not to fix them. Don't fix them. Just receive. They're they're. You have to respect the confusion. I, I don't know how I can say it any more clearly than that. Because if you're if you if you're not respecting the confusion of your, yourself, you're still on after yourself. You're still trying to fix yourself, make yourself into somebody, some other, live up to some kind of a standard. Then you're going to do the same thing with others. Any questions on uh, Zoom here? We have 38 uh, windows. I think there's a person in each one. Christina Bowling. Christina. I was just with my mother who uh, seems to be evidencing some dementia and. Yes. It looks like along with the dementia comes this amazing sanity and joy. Does that make sense? <laughs> Bowing it is, it, yeah, there's like, it's, it's as if the insanity is riding on top of a horse of joy. I don't know how to explain it. Bowing. Well, I, I would uh, certainly make sense the way you're saying it. I would see where that could be a description of, of what you're perceiving. Um, 
I've heard it described uh, lots of different ways when somebody gets dementia or gets Alzheimer's and so on. So, but I'm not sure what, what it is you're asking me. I, I think it could show I, up just the way you're describing. But Chris, Christina Bowling is, I guess the question is, is the joy sane? This delight that she has with her? Relatively, but there's no stability there. I would, I would have to, if I were going to make a comment any further on that, uh, Christine, I probably would have to meet her or hang out with her or, or, um, yeah, I'd have to see how, what it is you're describing uh, from her. Sounds, sounds, doesn't sound too bad to me for someone going. <laughs> no, she seems pretty happy. Oh, does she? 94. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> 94 and just telling stories like this just huh. but the joy is just so everywhere <laughs> oh, so, thank you yeah. well, i would enjoy that yes question from vishal in san jose vishal when awareness notices a thought and the thought vanishes there are immediate ideas that I am suppressing these thoughts and hence doing the practice wrong. Please help. Sit more. I don't know how much you're sitting now, but a couple hours a day, you can schedule that. At least that much. And just there's no, there's nothing to correct. There's nothing. You're not doing it wrong. The only way you can do it wrong is to not do it. Stay home or spend, spend your time doing something else. Sit down. Get to the wall, sit down, hold still, watch the movement, and the movement, uh, the way you're describing it, you're, you're looking at it. And you might, you're actually aware that you're making judgments about it. Just watch that, too. Nothing to improve. You're not doing it wrong. Anyone else on Zoom? Kyushin bowing. Um is is equanimity uh any different than uh this sanity you speak of bowing i think it's 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 a similar situation but it's still situational still there's somebody who's sane there's somebody um uh, there's so many different ways to talk up to, to talk about it we have so many concepts and uh, basic sanity it could be several level, levels of basic sanity could be a basic sanity that is that is based on uh, securing oneself in a, in this uh, human realm in such a way that you're not particularly um, torturing yourself or torturing others. You're doing just fine, but it's still there's still one is not awake. One is not fundamentally awake, but one is relatively stable, relatively sane, and reasonable. Even though there's a lot of negativity around. You can you can work with that person. The person may be a meditator. Meditator, they may not be. So everyone is, of course, not going to practice meditation, let alone Buddhism. Um, or everyone is not going to have an understanding of their true nature. Eventually, but maybe not right now. As Nagarjuna said. 200 years ago, you may, you may attain enlightenment and you may not. 
this doesn't mean that you you can't uh, you know, just to tell a story about it that if you were to meditate uh, and meditate regularly that you you couldn't uh, uh, tone down the the, the all the um, thrashing around that ego sometimes does to keep create more problems for yourself and for others you could be more reasonable and have some basic sanity maybe you had as i said maybe you had not completely seen your true nature but you're you're doing fine you're you're doing a lot better than you were say before you started a practice sitting practice of meditation what when interacting with others there's quite often a lot of self-consciousness and it feels like my responses or I might speak out of uh, trying to mitigate that self-consciousness is there a way to interact out of sanity instead of out of trying to cover that up so again come back it's about watching the cover-up not stopping it if you watch the cover-up eventually it just comes apart because it, it manages to cover up through separation through staying back away from something uh, by covering it up putting a wall there putting a, a concept a judgment an evaluation keeps you uh, safe from that from seeing fundamentally what that is so that would be that's why meditation practice is what is recommended study too so we can understand the, the the concepts that have come down to us not only from the Buddha but from the from the lineage. People that have done this practice have studied uh, Buddhism, have become some have become uh, monks or otherwise, and began to teach out of what they're looking at. And and you are looking at that. You are looking at the same thing they looked at, the same thing I look at, or the same one. At, it shows up differently. There might be a different kind of story around it. But it's the important thing is just to continue to receive. If you receive, you receive, receive. Keep your production limited. And if you're, when I say keep it limited, don't, don't stop doing things. So don't, don't, don't make it too like you're not going to walk out the door anymore. We're not talking about that kind of situation. But keep it on receive especially when this happens and that happens and then that seems to trigger emotions in your mind stream that's where we tend to get hooked uh, we get hooked into believing our thoughts and believing our emotions and thinking they came from somewhere out there when they all came from here you won't see that they all came from here until you uh, unless you receive everything that comes from out there you have to receive the whole world in the form of individuals, in the form of sounds, smells, taste, touch, thoughts, receive, receive. Other questions? Yes. When you're bowing, when I watch the news or notice anything about this world we live in, particularly with the climate situation, the political situation, all the warfare, similar to maybe what Junchu asked earlier. To me, that all looks like insanity, that we would be so stupid as to ruin the very home that we all live on or in. Is that a form of picking and choosing? 
Um, you mean, are you picking and choosing? No, somewhat. But I, I don't sense the grasping or the fixation on anything in particular. There's all kinds of craziness everywhere. It doesn't, because the craziness, it used to be the craziness couldn't get, couldn't get its hands on those ultimate things like atomic bombs where one person, because of everything has been set up by the other crazy people, uh, is able to actually push a button and start just a, just a, a rumor that gets promoted, especially with our, with our media, that you can say something to the whole world on TikTok or on Facebook. You can actually say something that could go everywhere. And so, um, doesn't look relatively particularly safe. But is that fixation? Some, but it's the awareness of that, not stopping it, not controlling it. So in looking at those situations, it, it has a sense of futility for me. Mm -hmm. Is there um, a way to view those as basic sanity, those situations? Um, I think there is, but it's not a conclusion. If it's a conclusion, then we're doing the same thing that this group or that group or this uh, political faction or this one that and people are watch all the what do they call them talking heads on about talking about everything it's just it's, it's completely insane not not people what is the thing that we often hear is people voting against their own best interests out of some kind of nationalism nationalism is insane I can say more about that. I need more questions. So if you want to go there, I'm ready. Go ahead. When you're bowing. So in this mandala and this teaching that you provide yes. us on a very frequent, regular basis, how does, how does what is here impact the rest of that, which seems out there? It's not separate from it. It is not separate. That doesn't mean that, that if I, uh, if I, my mind training or yours or anyone else in here it doesn't say that we're uh, necessarily going to be able to uh, step out and run for public office or something and somehow because of our incredible um, clarity around everything there's so many causes and conditions that that need to show up in a relative situation so It's not separate from it, but it won't necessarily impact it directly in, in the conventional way that we think. Well, I will go to uh, um, I will go to uh, the border and help immigrants, or I will I will go to the, the to the local uh, food uh, center or shelter, homeless shelter, and, and directly help. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I mean, you could do that. You could. You know, you could go, this might not be enough for you to do. You might feel like you really need to be helping, directly helping the people who seem to be, and the people in Ukraine, you might have to go there. I don't know. I was, I'm not going to stop anyone. 
But what I would say before you start to go out and dump your ideas onto the world, even though they're relatively accurate and in line with, say, the progressive idea of things, even though they're relatively accurate, unless you've unless you really know about the aggression the aggression in your own mind stream that is tied in with your sense of personality, your sense of ego, your sense of who you are, your self, self your sense of self-respect, shall we call that? Your sense of pride, your sense of shame. Unless you've really become clear on that, if you go into the world, the world is so incredibly fixated on relative truth that you can be you can be swept into a, a dynamic, or you can actually that will take you in a different direction than your your basic sanity would would have taken you, or you can be um, suffice it to say that that's I mean that's what I'm saying. If you and if you don't see what this is, and you have an assumption about what this is, this this person that you are. Uh, then you're very susceptible to all the other stuff, all the propaganda. Have you all noticed how in the last few years, the incredible insanity that's at the, the, the leading several of the countries and how, how many of the people in those countries are absorbed with some kind of devotion to that, that great being? And it reminds you of the Third Reich, at least it does to me. So, and that that's... That had that kind of populism. Uh, we're all very, we can get swept into that. So find out who you are. It's the most important thing I can say to you, whether you're a student of mine or you know, really strong student, a medium or whatever, or considering it. The most important thing you can do is not do what I say, but find out who you are. So no doubts. The only way I know of that you can do that is sit down, hold still, and look, just as Bodhidharma did in the, what, the sixth century, wall gazing. But to, he gazed at the wall for nine years. This doesn't mean he didn't go to lunch or sleep. But he spent a lot of time in China looking at a wall, yes. When you're bowing, in our uh, fundraiser that just kicked off this morning, uh, one of the lines that we use is where um, protecting the heart of the mandala help us protect the yeah. heart of the yes. mandala what what is it we're protecting what what is the heart that there's we're protecting? empty space here where there's no positionality you can actually come a, a person can come can come in here and walk in and sit down and spend the whole day just looking at the wall training in their mind that's what's supported what is supported is mind training and that, that training is it happens in a very intimate way where, where you, with the support of a teacher, of a mentor, of a guide, in ancient times it had fancier names, where with that support, someone who's not going to interfere with you, control you, take anything away from you, manipulate you, but will support you in seeing your true nature. So you can actually, you can do this without being a Buddhist. I think it's much more difficult with that, without that strong kind of a, of a um, um, Buddha Dharma Sangha, that uh, uh, algorithm. Is there a better word for that than algorithm? It's, it's just a kind of a formula for if you have those three, uh, it, it gives you some way to, to work with it uh, so that you can continue to return to 
the mind stream and see that what you're looking at and that which is looking at it are not two different things. And that's just, it makes me want to use uh, epithets here because it's so obvious. I'm looking at that and it's not a credential. It doesn't, that's why it's so silly because there's no credential there because you've actually seen through the seer. You've seen through the object. And so therefore you're not, you're not manipulated by anything. You're still going, are you still going to have negative feelings that they can't find someone who feels that way. You're still going to have positive feelings, joyful feelings, happy feelings, but they can't find a being who is having that experience because the, the joy is it. The suffering is it. Suffering or confusion and realization or awakening arise together. They're not separate from each other. You have to see that. So this is that's why this is a, a mandala. This is a center where this is uh, emphasized. I was uh, I watched uh, Trungpa Rinpoche try to do that in his sangha, and I'm not here to criticize him particularly. I think he did an amazing job considering he was born in Tibet and raised uh, uh, by a bunch of monks. The one thing he was missing is having a strong center of uh, monks, monasticism, who, not celibate, I'm saying, just are very, very committed to this practice. And you can see how popular it is. There's 12 people here. And that's, it's not promoted, nothing is promised. And uh, you practically have to beg me to get that to happen. So I would say don't do anything unless you have to. More questions about that? In your mind, so what is being protected here? Uh, to put it in a, a, a form that's the easiest to uh, receive is the teachings of the Buddha as, as this old man understands it. And it's a, it's a, it's a direct transmission. It's just like there's no time. So it's like there's no, no like like there's no down through the centuries kind of lineage. The lineage that is exactly here right now all the time. It's it's it's, it's red hot, and it doesn't point anywhere. The only way it can point somewhere is if there is somewhere. That's that's called the teaching. But once you see what it is, there isn't anything else but this. There isn't anything else but you. There isn't anything else but the Buddha. These are just a, a lot of words that are all saying. Um, over and over and over again. Apple pie, apple pie, apple pie, apple pie, apple pie. Everything's apple pie. Everything. You notice how that's kind of an odd image, but it's not particularly funny. That's because you just got disconnected from the meaning of apple pie. And how did you get dis disconnected? Listening to these words. Listening to these words. Should I say it one more time? Listening to, I can't remember what I said. You don't need to remember. You just need to return, return, return. You'll find that every time you return, something slightly different there until nothing is different. Everything is allowed to come. Doubts, worries about the future. Everything's allowed to come. You're just not concerned about how you feel about anything. At the same time, you may not feel so good. Or another time you might feel wonderful. 
my concern when I came in here this morning, as I told Uno, is that if I've had the energy to do this, because my energy was way low. But as soon as I sit down here, as soon as I uh, come into this mandala, uh, I'm protected. That doesn't mean I'm not going to drop dead in 20 minutes. And you know, I don't mind if that's what happens, and that's what needs to happen. Give me some questions. Don't let, let me get away with this rambling. Goes on, Bowie. Goes on. Um, you emphasize finding out how who we are and observing through looking at the wall, observing the wall, and whatever arises. You referenced Bodhidharma, and his emphasis was on open eyes meditation. But the story is that he woke up and then sat for nine years. Why would one have to continue to just observe if they're awake? Well, the, there's uh, different levels of that. So in different people, different situations, different stories about it. Uh, so someone could understand what this is intellectually and mistake it for awakening. Somebody, especially people who are extremely intelligent. They can, they can mistake it for that. So that person might have to go and uh, uh, look closely at what they thought they just uh, saw or understood. They might have to deepen that awareness, just like Ramana Maharshi awoke, apparently awoke when he was 18 years old and then went into uh, uh, Turubanamalai for the, uh, what is it, uh, the mountain there is, a, I think it's Arunachala, is that the mountain, Chisho? So he, he went there and went into went into a cave, and that society supported people who were uh, um, uh, mendicants or parivrajikas or seekers trying to understand. So they fed him, so he got to sit there for 20 years and deepen that understanding. Everyone's different, and the Zen tradition especially is full of people who who took forever to awaken and people who awoke uh, um, before they awoke. It's just, uh, it just confounds the intellect to even contemplate all of the different ways this shows up. Did I get anywhere near what you were asking about? That what you wanted to know? Cause I'm going, yeah. So another question would be, what is meant by awake? For example, in the case of Bodhidharma, did he I mean, it's just speculation and maybe just legend, but did he have some kind of intellectual realization and that needed deepening, as you say? Um, it's, it's possible. Uh, it's uh, go back and reading those stories. It's quite interesting, but it's hard to know exactly what transpired, how much is uh, something somebody was making up about or filling in and how much it actually came from uh, Bodhidharma's actual life. The, the, um, Unyo and I are studying with a Chinese uh, uh, Mandarin teacher, teaching the, the studying the, the actual Chinese um, the text, trying to anyway. And it's it's interesting how how that uh, for the, like it was a bloodstream sermon. We haven't gotten to that yet. The practice, the outline of practice. Pardon me, the outline of the practice. Yeah, it's just interesting how uh, how amazing that was what is being said there. How it shows up in in ancient Chinese uh, text, and then how Red Pine is such a practically a magician at moving that into in English, and actually not only not destroying the original intention, but actually bringing it up so that so it can be understand be understood more clearly. But to go back to your question, 
hard to say about, uh, it just seems it's so variable um, how that happened. Um, and then how, how, whether he had an intellectual understanding. It, I had an intellectual understanding when I was, when I met Rinpoche. I intellectually understood. I just didn't know how to handle all the terrible fear I was dealing with. How can I actually understand intellectually what this is and be terrified? It was very difficult uh, for me, and I'm sure it's difficult for others too. But, but there's no, uh, it, the, the terror is so, is handled differently because now I don't care whether I'm terrified or not. I don't know how else to say it. Sound, it might sound kind of silly to say that. How can you not be? So it isn't actually full, not full, uh, full energy of terror. It's, but there's something like that that still comes and goes, comes and goes. Can't, it's, it's my way of saying it. It can't find a, a solid identity anywhere. So therefore, it might wander around for half a day. And you would what observe it. I do what exactly what I recommend. I do that myself. If, if I start to uh, uh, get uh, into that kind of a, a dynamic, either with my own mind stream or the mind stream of someone I'm talking to or endeavoring to help. Go ahead, Kevin. Kevin Bowing, when you say find out who you are, what does that mean exactly, Bowing? It's a, a, the way I intend that is a, your identity. Like there's, um, the, it is, it's very interesting to have, uh, have the identity that you thought you were uh, for a long time, have that just uh, dissolve, evaporate, become transparent, no, like, no longer have a vote, so to speak. And, and, and seem silly, like I, I call my ego sometimes to, and that in, in an attempt to characterize how that seems to me is the ego isn't gone, but it's like a silly person. It's like a clown on the roof. It's on the roof because it doesn't have any real access to anything. Uh, maybe occasionally it drops through the through a hole in the roof. Um, but but there's no there's no solid identity. The identity shows up situationally. I sit down in this tan, this tan and I'm a I'm a Dharma teacher, and it's a strong identity, but it doesn't. There's nothing to maintain. That's why I often say, because I am so interested in teaching you as deeply as you're, you're able to receive it, uh, I, I sometimes look at the situation and, and know that I can't produce the teaching that you need to hear. So therefore, I say, come and get me. I don't mean to attack me or insult me or anything, but what is that saying? You, the one you use all the time, give it your best shot or something like that. No, you don't use that. I'm saying, come, come and the other day, I don't know when it was, but the other day, something arose in that area about identity, and I took my Roxu off and threw it on the floor. Was anybody here for that? So is that something I thought of? Let's see. Now, I'll think of this really, really cool thing I'll do that'll be all zenny. I'll kill the Buddha or some kind of claptrap like that. No, it just happens. It just happens. And what it means is there, there is no, there is no support for this. I might as well not have any robes on. There might as well not be any monastery, but you can't train without a form. This is what uh, the military does. They give you medals. They give you chevrons. They give you hats. They give you all kinds of leaves on your collars 
and there's all kinds of saluting and all that stuff. But that's about doing what? Controlling people. It's a little bit about defending a country, but mainly it's about money and control. I'm sure you probably already know that. This situation, we need to have the forum. Bodhidharma needed that wall. And uh, Dogen needed to build a, a community, build a monastery, invent a monastery, practically. That's what we're doing here, building a strong form. It's unreal, but we'll do it anyway. Protect this mandala so that we can continue so that someone can, as I think I said in the, in the fundraiser video that we made, one of the things that Kevin, uh, who was uh, editing that, kind of captured as I'm saying something about I would have liked to have walked out of this uh, high school three blocks away where I graduated in 1959 and walked into a monastery where I where I could get some discipline, some mind training uh, that had to do with basic sanity, which is the name of this talk, and had to do with just basically, maybe not even enlightenment, but just basically treating each other with respect and decency, even though we see another person is completely confused. We have respect for them. We don't do what they say. I even gave a talk that said, says, don't do what you're told by anybody, by me or anyone. Don't do that. Consider it, but don't, don't, uh, don't let anyone order you around. More, Kevin? Kevin Bowing. So is personality that is maintained a form of ego, Bowing? Well, that's a little that's a little slippery there because uh, if you're maintaining uh, some kind of personality, uh, that could be that could be very creative. That could be uh, uh, there's so many uh, different ways that can that can work. So it's not a problem with the the tone of your voice and your ability to sing or to tell jokes or to show up a certain way and be uh, respond in certain ways to uh, people's uh, despair or people's humor. So that. It's those those things still operate just fine. There's just no center of identity. Nothing is being demanded. Nothing is being uh, anything is being produced is being produced independent origination it, as it shows up as it needs to. And there may be a personality there and there may not. But since it's unreal, it doesn't matter. You don't have to get rid of your personhood. But if you if you stop giving it some kind of credentials like I got to be me kind of thing, which we sometimes hear people say, or we got to, ha we have to have a, we have to have hope. That's another one. That's a, you don't have to have hope. Not a good idea to operate that way. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, hope that your car will start. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the, that overwhelming kind of positive thing of just being hopeful. So hope that's tied into fear. More about identity. If you have it, Kevin. Yeah, I guess as you were describing the crown, the clown on the roof, I was just seeing how I equate ego with a kind of strong personality and wondering what the interplay is there. So the strong personality. Uh, equating that ego with strong personality, I would just say that 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 may show up that way, but some of the strongest ego forms uh, don't show up as particularly self-centered or egotistical 
egotistical at all. They could seem very passive, calm, cool, collected, and kind, and still be very strongly tied into a belief in a self and someone who, who identifies with that. Sometimes a person who goes into some of the, the health, the fields of, of nursing or uh, where, where your, your, your whole identity is about helping others, sometimes that, that, that's enough support to the ego to just be a helping person. I'm not saying that's wrong, of course, we need that. Just like there's only so many people are going to listen to this kind of teaching. And there's, there's lots of Dharma teachers out there that teach this in a different way. I teach out of what I'm looking at, not out of what I've been taught. If I was teaching out of what I've been taught, I wouldn't even do this. I would just continue to conduct a, a book study around the, the, all the incredible teachings of my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa. I do not teach what he, what he taught in the way that he taught. And even that doesn't give me some kind of special uh, credit to go on running my mouth. Further questions or should we close? Take Jishin one Baling. more. Go ahead, Jishin, go ahead. Jishin Baling, you said that suffering and realization arise together. Yes. Is realization about suffering? Yes, it is. Everything is suffering. He, and, he, and Buddha, as far as we know, didn't say part-time. You've heard me say that probably so much that you're tired, tired of it. But it, suffering is, you have nerve endings. And there's, there's all kinds of suffering, just the three that are mentioned, the pain of pain, the pain of alternation, and the pain of the composite. That's only part of it. You have to be able to receive that. Very good. Let's bring it to a close. Thank you so much for attending. Hi, this is Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.